At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Well, tonight in our series on the Holy Spirit, I just wanna I just wanna talk tonight and meditate on being filled. Being filled. Many of you were prayed for to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit last week and received, and some of you that had received before received greater increase. I mean, just it was a good night. Some good things happened and took place. Supernatural things. Amen. Because to be born again a second time is supernatural. But then the se- a separate experience is that of being baptized in the Holy Spirit, and to receive that is a supernatural thing. Amen? And um, tonight I just want, I want to look at a number of different scriptures about people that were already baptized in the Holy Spirit already prayed in other tongues and and had to continually they had to continually be being filled amen and that's what god wants for us and with us is to continually be being filled and filled up to overflowing amen day by day in the name of jesus and so Tonight, um, just, just, just close your eyes for a minute. Let's just pray. Got something really direct tonight concerning this. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. So, I want you to hear me in in several things that I say tonight. Um, the, The life we live, the life we live here, is a, it's a tough life to live sober. Where you're not connecting yourself to some outside physical, natural source to help you get through day to day. It's a tough life. It's a fallen world. When we step over the other side, there's nothing fallen over there. But over here, it's fallen. And it's decaying. And things are not good in the natural realm. It can be good in your life when you're framing your world with the Word of God and with the person of the Holy Spirit and you're living your life that way. It doesn't have to be tough, but this life is tough when you live your life sober. I'm talking about alcohol, drugs, prescription drugs. I'm talking about food. I'm talking about anything 
that we do in excess or illegal or whatever it is that we do needing the release and the relief from the stress and the pressure of everyday life. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's real. I mean, it is real. I was talking to a young guy the other day, and I've known his dad for years, and I've known him on and off for years, and, you know, he's been out of, in and out of every rehab. That, I mean, every rehab you can think of, he's been in and out of it. And, uh, you know, I mean, the age that he is, kind of his drug of choice was meth, and it, and it, and it, and it just it tried to literally ruin his whole life. And I was talking to him, I said, so, so where are you at? And he said, I've been listening to your teaching just in the last six months. And he said, I'm getting something. And he said, you know, I've made tons of bad choices. He said, I've done all this stuff wrong. I've, you know, put my family, you know, in... In, a, in harm's way and in a bad way. I'd done all these kind of things. But he said, I'm getting something. He said, I said, he said to me, I can't tell you that I'm on top of the situation, but I'm getting something. <laughs> hey, that's what you need to do. You need to be getting something. You need to be getting something from God's Word and from the Holy Ghost. Otherwise, you're not going to live a sober life. You've got to have a form of release of some, something, and if it ain't the Holy Ghost, it's got to be something else. But I'm just telling you right now, they ain't no high like the most high. Amen. But I'm not talking about something made up. I'm not talking about something put on. I'm not talking about something you try to work up. I'm talking about something that's real. And... The verse we read last week, the two verses we read last week, Ephesians 5, 17 and 18 in the New Living Translation. He said, don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. And how, how do you understand what the Lord wants you to do? You have a daily routine where you change the way you think. And from the Word of God and it changing the way you think, then it positions you to be able to know what to do. Right? To know what to do. Because, I'm just telling you, the way I live my life is this. I am becoming more sober every day. And, and it's not the list of the things you don't do. That's, that, that's not what matters. It's, it's what you recognize that you put dependency on that is not God. I don't want it. And I could give you probably a list of impressive things that I don't do, you know, or I don't take, or I don't this, or whatever. But uh, I'm not going to list all that. 
That, that, that's not the issue. See, because whatever I'm not on today that I would be dependent on, I'm not on it because I'm dependent on Him. And the Word of God has done that for me and empowered me. And I'm becoming more that way every day until I step over the other side. The rest of my life here, I'm becoming more and more and more sober to where my total dependency is on God Himself. And the part of Him that He gave us was the Holy Spirit to live inside of us. The guy, He's the guy. He's a guy. He's a he. And he knows everything about everything, and he can do everything, and he can show you how to do. He won't do it for you, but he'll help you do everything. That's my guy. He said, don't be drunk with wine. Don't get hooked on meth. Don't get hooked on this. Don't get hooked on prescription drugs. Don't get hooked on food. Don't get hooked on stuff that's going to that's gonna send you to the grave early, you know, stuff in your face with all kinds of things. Don't get hooked on that kind of stuff. He said, but instead, be filled with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. The rest of tonight, I just want to talk about How do you continually get filled? And I just want to show you examples from the Word where people that got filled did mighty things. People that were filled. And we just have to live our lives continually being filled up with the awareness of the Holy Spirit. The the desire to yield to Him for answers. Not look into everything else. It's not easy. It's not easy to live a sober life. Yeah, pastor, we know. It ain't easy. But it's doable. (laughs) Woo! It is doable. I don't care what anybody else says. I mean, I'm too far along for you to try to convince me of how something's not going to work. If the Word says it, it'll work. (laughs) Remember what you said to me, Josh, back in the back back there? You said to me, God's teaching me patience. Right? (laughs) Oh, yeah? I mean... If you're not developing patience, you're not developing anything. Because in this life, God's not in a hurry because He's got you for, the, for eternity. This life's just kind of like a pit stop. Right? So He's not really concerned whether you get it all right or not here because you'll have to still get it right over there. There just won't be any resistance to it. Because God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If if He's showing us what we have to develop here right now, we still have to develop those things on the other side, but we get to do that for eternity, but we're in eternity right now. So let's just get it done in the midst of the resistance. That's why you need patience. Because it's not easy to live a sober life. 
Acts 2.4, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And what did they begin to do? Speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They were filled. So, based on the Ephesians 5.17 and 18, the being filled is the replacement for anything else in the natural that would try to give you the relief that you need. Okay? So, the Bible calls a person that drinks too much a drunk. That's what the Bible called them, right? He said, don't be drunk with wine. Don't be drunk with alcohol. Don't, be, don't overindulge in anything. You want to have a glass of wine? Have it. God, what God wants you to do is learn not to depend on it or whatever it is. He doesn't want your dependency on something that's going to bring you relief because then now your faith is in that. And the problem, listen, you know, okay, let me just ask you this question and raise your hand if you believe this. Do you think God doesn't care whether you have a really nice glass of wine with a dinner that you drink? How many believe God doesn't care? Okay? If you believe God cares, okay, that's good. Well, don't do it. I don't believe God cares if you do. I don't because I don't want it. I don't want anything that was from my past life that I put confidence in or it gave me release and relief from the troubles and the issues of life. I don't want that to be a part of my life. But... If I have to constantly, and there's been other things in my life that I was a constant go-to. See, because a drunk doesn't just get drunk and that's it. Then there's the next night, right? And then there's the, maybe there's a couple of days break and then there's the next time and the next time and the next time. They keep going back to it. Well, he, he being filled with the Spirit is the replacement for that. See, because when, in the days when I was drunk with whatever, and, and, and I was inebriated to the place that, you know, I couldn't even walk or know what my name was between that or drugs or whatever it was that I was on, in the times I was in that, it never gave me the lasting release. It gave me things for the moment right? You, you, you know, you can get off of drugs, and a lot of times in drug rehabs, and I'm not against drug rehabs, I believe in them, but what they'll do is they just shift you from the drugs to Bluebell. And so now your dependency is on something else that's not really good for you. It's got a bunch of chemicals in it. I'm just saying, Nothing wrong with a little cup of bluebell every once in a while if that's what you want, okay? But you eat a gallon of it every day, it's going to take you out before long. I promise you. Not good for your body. You understand? And so just shifting my dependency on one natural thing to some other natural thing is not the answer. What's the answer? Being filled with the Spirit. 
being filled with the Spirit. The church in Ephesus, the people had a drinking problem. And what Paul was saying to them is, don't go back to what we've been teaching you for a while in how to get over certain things. Don't go back to living under that kind of bondage. Because that's what it is. I'm saying to you, anything that you depend on in life, in the natural, that is not something that is good for your body, will not produce what the Holy Spirit can produce in giving you peace and peace of mind and assurity and confidence to be able to overcome and withstand the pressure that's out there. Remember, it's not easy to live this sober life. But it is so rewarding. I'm telling you, it is so rewarding. But the key is being filled. You know, sometimes it's not... Sometimes the addictions that people get in, it's not just because of like a, a, a bad past. Sometimes people are just outright bored. Bored with life, bored with... the things that are going on. I just want something different or new, you know? So they try something different, and they get hooked on it, and they stay on that, and then it takes them down. And, and he's saying, don't allow yourself to get bored or to get hooked on things. And if you are hooked on things, you're not going to get rid of them by just trying to get rid of them. You're not going to get rid of them just by, you know, I mean, friends of mine that work in rehabs and those kind of things, they're, they're, the majority of people are repeat offenders back into rehabs because just a 30-day, you know, or a 60 days of being away from something, that's not real life, and then you get right back in the middle of it you find yourself doing the same thing because you've not changed the way you think. Until you begin to change the way you think and learn that the true answer is the Holy Spirit then you're not going to, in most cases, get off of those things or get away from them. You're not strong enough to do it. You've got to have the help. Everybody say, the helper. helper. Amen? He's the helper. He's not the doer. He doesn't do it for you, but he'll help you do it. And man, when he's helping you do it, man, it's all, I mean, it's all good. And it all works. You just have to be patient. Amen? Um. 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 3. <clears throat> I'm going to read this in, two, in the New King James in the message. It says, Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. And I want you to hear this in the message translation. It says it like this. For instance, by using your heads, you know perfectly well that the Spirit of God would never prompt anyone to say, Jesus be damned. Nor would anyone be inclined to say, Jesus is Master, without the insight of the Holy Spirit or the infilling of the Holy Spirit, or the being filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, People all the time come up with all kinds of ideas about 
God and His Word. I mean, people, I've heard, if I've heard it once, I don't know how many times I've heard it, people will say, yeah, well, you know what the Bible says. And, and, they, and they say that when they're trying to prove a point about something that they want to be okay, that's not necessarily okay. And I'm saying, in that moment, when you're trying to make excuse for the Word, you're not filled with the Spirit. Okay? I didn't say you hadn't been filled with the Spirit. You don't have the ability to pray with other tongues. I didn't say you don't have that. But you're not doing much of that if you're taking the Word and twisting it and making it say something that, it, that is not true. Nobody filled with the Spirit of God is going to say that Jesus is cursed or damned. So you can relate that to kind of everyday life. So would you say that if you damn a thing or another, or you use God's name in vain, or you use Jesus Christ... The, the, the name Jesus Christ, and you're using it in anger, and, and, and you're using it in such a way that, that because something has happened, would you consider yourself being filled with the Spirit in that moment? That's all he's saying. When, when, when we're in, in, in times in our life where we're frustrated, we're mad, we're angry, you know, all kinds of cuss words are coming out of our mouth because, you know, you get right down to it, I mean, what, what is a cuss word? Like, is, is damn a cuss word? You know, um, I won't mention some of the other words, but are those, are those cuss words? What makes those words bad? What, what makes them bad is how you're using them. You know? I mean, <laughs> so we're, we're all adults in here, right? So I'm just saying... So you, you use the word, you take, you take the word, oh yeah, I, I, we're, we're all adults, but I, no, 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 I, I'm not going, going, no, no, I'm not going in a wrong direction. I'm saying, um, yeah, let's forget all that. <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to go there. <clears throat> glory, glory, glory. Uh, I'm just saying, <laughs> there are certain words that people use but, it, but if you go to the origin of the word, the word actually means something. True? You, you see, you can think like of different not-so-good words. And the origin of those, if you break it all down and you kind of you change it a little bit and, and say what it's saying, it's actually something that, that, that God created, if you stop and think about it. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to use the word C-R-A-P, okay? I'm just using, I'm tr trying to make a point, okay? That word, it could be used in different ways, and people can use those words against something or mad at something or angry at something, but the root of that <laughs> is something that's real. And there's nothing bad or ugly about what it is. Did you hear me? I'm trying to make a point. God's not so upset about 
the things that are said. God's not freaked out. I mean, people, I, I don't like, there's certain things I don't like to hear, you know. And if those things are coming out of my mouth because that's what I'm meditating on and I'm not meditating on Him, then what I'm saying are words that are not pleasing to God. Did you hear what I said? And, and if you're using those words in certain ways, you're not filled with the Spirit. You're not filled with the Spirit in the moment. He said, don't be drunk with wine. Don't be consumed with this. Don't let things come out of your mouth. Don't be in, you know, wrapped up in all these different types of things, but be filled with the Spirit so that the verse before that said, so you know what to do. So that you know what to do. I made this comment on Sunday, and I'm just applying it right here. Um, when we were talking about being guilty versus being innocent, if you're walking around guilty, everybody else is guilty too. I want you to, I, I, I'm going to keep saying that on Sunday, but I'm making a point about this tonight. If you're guilty, so is everybody else. But if you've received your innocence, like I talked about on Sunday, if, you, if you're innocent in the eyes of God, then you look at other people that way. But when you're dragging guilt around, everybody's guilty because you, you, they, they need to be guilty so you don't feel so bad about yourself. And in the things of the Spirit, with the Holy Spirit, everybody's got stuff. But we don't have to stay that way. We don't have to stay contaminated with these things that are not right with God. You know why? Because they hurt you. It's not God doesn't want you to enjoy yourself. Well, you know, God, He don't let you do anything, you know, that, that's fun. Fun in the moment. You ever been around somebody that has liver disease because they drank like a fish all their life? Not pretty. Not pretty at all. You ever been around somebody that's so strung out in heroin or in meth? Especially in my day, people that, were, that you know, I, I was into drugs, but, but I, I was around enough people that were strung out on heroin that it freaked me out. I, I didn't like what I saw. And it kept me from that. But they could never get enough of it, and then the next time you see them, they're gone. They OD'd on it because they needed more and more and more, and that's what you want to do, but not with heroin. You want more and more and more and more of the Holy Ghost. See, our, our bodies were created to have answers, to be fulfilled. We, 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 we need that, but we got to be filled with the Holy Ghost so that other things don't take us out. And man, when you come to a place where you know who you are in Him and you know how to hear His voice and you know when you pray in other tongues that He's going to speak to you and He's going to show you things, what do you have to fear? Who shall I fear if God's on my side? 
Zero. There's nothing to fear. But if you don't know him and he's not giving you the answers day to day, he's got the answers and he's there for you, but he's not going to force his way in. You've got to develop the relationship. You've got to know how to hear him and you have to continually be being filled. How do you, how do you continually be filled? By praying in other tongues. I'm telling you, the difference maker in the days and the, and, and, the, and the times that we're living in, in the climate that we're dealing with today, the difference maker is praying in the Spirit. Because of what praying in the Spirit reveals to you about what to do. We got to know what to do. What did the verse say? He said, don't act thoughtlessly but understand what the Lord wants you to do. How do you act thoughtlessly? You don't, you don't take your thoughts into control by the Word of God. But understand from God what to do. Don't be drunk with wine. Don't be consumed with all this other stuff. But be filled with the Spirit. That's what we have to be and we have to be doing and have to be accomplishing. Can you say Amen. So, in that 1 Corinthians 12, 3 in the message, for instance, by using your heads, you know perfectly well that the Spirit of God would never prompt anyone to say, Jesus be damned, nor would anyone be inclined to say Jesus is Master without the insight of the Holy Spirit. And that's what we need. We need the insight of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> because I don't want to be accusing God of things that he never did. And I, I, I don't want to find myself thinking the word says one thing, and so now I'm beginning to stray in my life because I don't think that there's any real power, anything that's going to come to pass in my life because I'm not really believing the word. That's why we have to stay with it. Can you say amen? And when, when as it says in, in Ephesians Five, seven, or in verse 18, it says, instead, the last part of verse 18 says, instead be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then verse 19 says this in the New Living. Be filled with the Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. And giving thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's where being filled with the Spirit will lead you. That's where it will lead you. God wants us when we're around one another, when, when we're here at church, we do these kind of things. But this passage is not just about, you know, coming up with a new song or whatever, just playing a song, but he's talking about making melody with the Lord in your heart, having a connection with people, you know, having a connection with your spouse, having a connection with friends, different ones around you, people that you're connected to, maybe your parents, maybe this, whoever it is, being connected to people and making melody in your heart with one another around what God says is right 
so you can know what to do day to day. That's why we need each other because the Bible says, don't forsake the fellowshipping of yourselves, of those who are moving forward the same way. Those who are, as we're talking about tonight, who are continually being filled. And the more that you're being filled, the more you're focusing on the things of God's Word and not allowing all the distractions from the world to try to take you down. The more you're meditating on Him, He is causing you to rise above your circumstances. Where is He? He's up there. He's on top of everything. And you know what? We sit with Him there. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father in all authority and power, and we sit with Him there. So He's above everything. He knows everything. He's got every answer for everything. And if we just stay connected to Him through the Holy Spirit, continually be being filled with the Holy Spirit and not letting anything else take that place, then we've got the answer to everything. But the ministry that we're just talking about in Ephesians 5.19, it's only effective when you're being filled. You can sing and dance and holler and shout and do whatever with people. But if you're not being filled daily, it's not the same. You can go through the motions of Christianity or what we would call Christianity Church life. I'm not going to say Christianity. I'm going to call it church life. You can go through the motions of church life, meetings and Bible studies and all this kind of stuff. You can go through the motions of that being connected with people. But if you're not being filled with the Holy Spirit daily, you can find yourself just going through the motions and being bored with God and His Word because it's not about your connections with people that are first and foremost. It's your connection with God. Yeah, people help that. Yeah, you need to be encouraged. Yeah, we need each other, all those kind of things. But at the end of the day, it's me and Him. And it's you and Him. Amen? And that's what the Holy Spirit brings to the table. In Acts 4 and verse 31, a lot of things had happened after the day of Pentecost, a lot of things had gone on, even just in, in these couple of chapters, which was just probably a few weeks. A lot of things that had gone on. And after they had, the, you know, the, 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 the Sanhedrin kept coming after them, trying to put them in jail and doing things and, and threatening, the, 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 especially the disciples, but all the Christians. There were many of them. I mean, there were... By this time, there were probably four or 5,000 added to the church. This is right in the beginning days. And it says in Acts 4.31, after the day of Pentecost, after being filled with the Spirit, after praying in other tongues, and when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the Word of God, how? With boldness. Why? Because they were praying in other tongues, they were praying and filling themselves up and being built up so they spoke the Word of God with boldness and it was effective. 
Because you know what effective spoken word is? Is when you believe the word and you're speaking it, then you have what you say. That's what's effective. And that's what they had right here. How does that come? By yielding to the Holy Spirit and then resisting the correct things. When you're hearing from God, you're not binding and loosing and resisting all the different things that are just giving you trouble in life. You're going to the root source. And I'm just telling you right now, binding and loosing off the top of your head don't work. How many can give me a good amen to that? Just binding and loosing because it seems like the thing you need to do. Well, I bind you and I this and I that. Binding and loosing is in the Bible. But it's got to be because we're filled up and we're hearing from Him and we're binding what needs to be bound and we're loosing what needs to be loosed and we're commanding certain things to be the way He said they're supposed to be. That's what works. Can you say amen? So, <clears throat> I saw this passage. I wasn't going to read it tonight, but I thought, no, I'm going to read this. And it's found in Acts chapter 6. And um, the disciples needed to spend time in prayer and in the Word. And it said in verse 3 of Acts 6, Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we, whom we may appoint over this business. So the business was kind of like a restaurant. The business was feeding and ministering, taking care of the apostles who were bringing the word so that they weren't distracted with having to meet all the needs and the natural needs of the people. And it was a business. Everybody say it was a business. And tonight, to you business owners that are in here tonight, I'm telling you, to be an effective business owner, you got to be full of the Holy Ghost. When they were looking for effective business owners, they weren't just looking for somebody that made a bunch of money. They're looking for people that were full of the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, and wisdom. And they said, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the Word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith, and the Holy Spirit, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas who was from Antioch, and Stephen, full of faith and power, Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. He did great wonders and signs among the people while he was doing business. While he was doing business. Every person in here, no matter what you do, you work for someone else, you, have, you own your own business, I don't care what it is, for you to be effective at what you do, you need to be filled daily. You need to be spending the time 
praying in other tongues. Those of you that received the baptism of the Holy Spirit for the first time this last week, I can't tell you how vital it is for you to practice and develop your tongue. It's not a one-time experience because you see these people in, in Acts chapter 4, we just saw where they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Wait, wait, wait. They were filled with the Holy Ghost back in chapter 2. Now in chapter 4, they're filled with the Holy Ghost again. What were they doing? Praying. And the most effective prayer to build yourself up in your most holy faith is to pray in other tongues. Pray in the Holy Spirit. It fills you, it builds you, it strengthens you. And you say amen. That's what we need. And that's what happened with these men right here. And here's a Here's an interesting thought, 7th chapter, 55th verse. <laughs> this is, I was just going through looking at all the places where people were filled. So they didn't like Stephen because he was doing some mighty works. And so they came after him with a bunch of rocks, stoning him, okay, to the brink of death, just like the Apostle Paul Later on, Paul, hadn't, he, Paul was still Saul at this point, and, uh, and Saul was probably behind this, this murder. He was probably behind Stephen. He, he may not have been standing. We don't have record that he was standing there, but he was probably behind it. And the Bible says that the apostle Paul was in deaths often, and he, keep, he kept coming back. <laughs> But here's Stephen, watch this, verse 55 of Acts 7. But he, being full of the Holy Ghost, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus at the right hand of God. And I'll just add to the verse, and he, he thought, what am I staying here for? He made a choice to move on. I don't know why. Why did he make that choice and the Apostle Paul didn't time and time and time and time again? I don't know. But he was full of the Holy Ghost. They took him out with rocks. He saw the glory of God and he saw where he was headed. And he checked out. His choice. You're my choice. And it's your my choice to choose to be filled with the Spirit or not. Can you say amen? It's your and my choice to choose every day of our life to be filled with the Spirit. L let me just say this. There's not a person in here that doesn't have issues or problems in their life as we're speaking right now have had issues or problems in our life before and will experience more problems ahead of us. I'm not, I'm not trying to scare you or I'm not trying to you know, speak bad over you. I'm not speaking it over you. I'm telling you we live in a fallen world and there's just stuff out there. And you're going to face those things. You're going to face them all the time. But at the end of the day, I have no excuse for being overcome or, or 
overdone by some natural circumstance based on what I know. If I'm stressed and under pressure because of what other people are doing to me, I have every answer in this word telling me what to do. And in here, he's not telling me to attack the people that are attacking me. I'm telling you, there's a lot going on in the world right now that is not being done under the direction of the Holy Ghost. Because if it was, I mean, one side or the other side, you know, there's always two sides to everything out there in our political world and everything. Uh, one side or the other, if, if things were being done the way he said do them, they work. Do you, do you ever see any time Jesus did anything in here that didn't work exactly the way he said it was going to work? You remember, the things that work for Jesus are what he said to work, but he said, I only say and do what Father tells me to do. I'm just telling you right now, there's a lot out there, a lot, that is not being done under the direction of the Holy Spirit. And you and I need to become the answers to life's issues by praying in the Holy Spirit being continually filled up so we can not be emotional people that react to every situation that comes to us, but man, we can be open and be able to make sound judgments about things that are going on. Church is the answer. The church is the answer for the planet. But the church has got to rise up and be connected to the life source that causes the church to function and operate correctly. Amen? Amen. So tonight, I'll leave you with that. Meditate every day of your life about being filled. Amen? And daily about living a more sober life one day than you did the next day, the day before. Each and every day, becoming more sober to living a life trusting in God than you ever have before. And I promise you, it produces the victory that we're looking for. Can you say amen? Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.